Hello, welcome back to the latest episode of the Beautiful Black Memory Podcast. I'm your host, Oscar Lopshinsky. What was the first robot you ever saw? Was it getting your first cell phone? Was it a TV that you purchased? Or was it a drone that you fly around as a hobby? For me, it was a camera. I saw my first robot when I was three and on a vacation in Hawaii. My dad was taking videos of me and my brother playing on the beach and in the pool. But that was not what got me interested in robotics. What was, was when I was nine, and my parents registered me in robotics camp that summer. I had so much fun there that I became super interested in robotics. Since then, I have been programming the robot that I got from the camp and looking at new robots. Like me, most people think that robots are dangerous. After all, they can malfunction and kill humans if there are any nearby. But what if I told you that Festo has come up with a new style of robotic arm that is 100% safe, and it can move objects almost anywhere, and that it's all because of elephants? I'm your host, Oscar Lopshinsky, and this is the Bionic Arm Conundrum, the latest podcast in the beautiful biomimicry podcast series by Hillhurst students. As I just mentioned, I have been interested in robotics for a long time and have heard a lot about robotic arms, but almost nothing about elephants and their trunks. That's probably because elephants don't live in Canada. So, to get some more information, I spoke to Noah, a wildlife species expert. There are three different species of elephants in this world, and all of them are different. Do they share any common characteristics? Only two things. Tusks and trunks. Their trunks are pretty amazing. I think those are my favorite part of the elephant because they can move their trunks in any direction and they can handle super fragile things. They also don't have any bones. No bones in that huge trunk of theirs? Really? That's crazy! No bones, just 40,000 muscles. Those muscles are what allow the elephant to move its trunk in any direction. According to Noah, these trunks are made up of precise muscles that help elephants to lift things. But obviously, that's not the only function of an elephant's trunk. The trunk also allows it to dig holes and eat its food. Its trunk is actually an extended nose. And we will be right back after this. Hey, are you sick of not being able to find a coupon code for something you want to buy off the internet? What if I told you there was a much easier way than surfing the internet for two hours? With Honey, all it takes is two clicks and then Honey will automatically apply coupons on any of the thousands of supported websites. What are you doing waiting around? Install Honey today at joinhoney.com. Welcome back. We have hopefully all seen an elephant's trunk, whether that was in a picture or at the zoo. But when you look at one, do you ever think about what it can do? An elephant's trunk is actually a very long nose used for smelling, breathing, drinking, and also for grabbing things. African elephants, two of the three species of elephants, have two finger-like features on the end of their trunk that they can use to grab small items. An elephant's trunk can move in almost any direction, thanks for the forty, t- thanks to the forty thousand mu- muscles. It can pick up delif- delicate objects like eggs and put them down without the item breaking. The trunk is so strong that it can even push down trees and lift seven hundred thousand pounds. With its, with its reach, it can scratch its own back. And with that trunk, Festo has invented a robotic arm. The elephant's trunk's unique ability to move in almost any direction is what inspired scientists to create robotic arms for factories. Scientists like Oliver, a technology designer and one of the owners of Festo, helps to create this. 
But before we jump ahead to that, we need to take a trip in a factory with Oliver. In the standard factory, robots and humans are separated by walls so that the humans don't get injured by the robots if the robots malfunction. We realized that we needed something that could work in the same room as humans. We started to wonder, could an arm inspired off of an elephant's trunk replace standard ones in factories? We already knew how to create a bionic arm, but in a factory, we needed something that could not malfunction. Something like our bionic arm. So we started to create our bionic arm. It took quite a long time to study the elephant's trunk and then to copy it and build it, but we got it done. This is great, Mel, but wouldn't this mean that we could eventually be replaced by robots? Well, yes, but that would take quite a while. The bionic handling assistant is still very costly to manufacture. But as soon as it is perfected, then yes, robots may replace humans in factories once it is cheaper. And that was Oliver, a tech designer for Festo, on their new bionic arm. And we will be right back after this. What do you do when you come home after a tiring day at work? When I come home, my favorite thing to do is to enjoy an ice-cold Powerade. It contains four electrolytes. Sodium, potassium, cal calcium, and magnesium. It helps to keep my energy level up. But with no caffeine, I can have it whenever I want, even right before bed. Go and get some at your nearest convenience store today. Welcome back. The amazing thing about this biomimicry innovation is that it has the potential to change the ways our factories look. For years, we've separated robots and humans using walls or glass. A new strategy was needed to meet this challenge. The Bionic Handling Assistant is a simple solution for this complex problem. Festo created this robotic arm and it can safely interact with humans. Robots are everywhere, but most of the ones you see on a daily basis aren't your typical android or robotic arm. Biomimicry has shown us that perhaps it will not always be that way. Biomimicry has given us a way to have robots and humans work in the same room. I'd like to thank our experts, Noah and Oliver, all those involved in the production of this podcast, and you, for joining me for this podcast, The Bionic Arm Conundrum, the latest episode of Beautiful Biomimicry, written and produced by Oscar Lapashinsky.